I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, my beautiful brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack. It is almost the end of February. We are entering the third month of the year, and and I'm excited about it. I'm not going to hide it. I am actually really looking forward to the progression of this year. There's a big holiday in the Jewish faith this coming Friday. It's Purim. Uh, Purim is based off the book of Esther. Esther is the 17th book of the Bible. The story of Purim is Haman wanted to create a genocide or yeah, create a genocide or um, lead a genocide against all the Jewish people in Persia. And Esther, the queen, who is a Jewish um, Jewish woman and her uncle, um, her uncle prompted Esther to go speak to the king. And Mordecai's words were, you were born for such a time as this. You were born for such a time as this. So Esther goes before the king and the king didn't know or didn't realize that Esther was Jewish and didn't realize Haman's plot to eradicate all the Jews. And he enacted another law uh, that ended up having Haman hang on his own gallows and Haman and all his plotters die on the very um, mechanism that he intended to kill all the Jewish people with specifically Mordecai and Esther in front of all the people. And Haman ended up dying. It's an incredible story of reversal. It's an incredible story of things looking bleak, things looking incredibly intense and facing your own fear of death. Or they were facing their own fear of death. Very similar to what's happening right now in the context of facing the fear of death. So Esther, the 17th book of the Bible, the 17th letter of the Bible, I mean, 17th letter of the alphabet, you can guess what that is. You can count through and see what that is, which is why the media is working so hard to discredit the 17th letter of the alphabet but it also corresponds with the 17th book of the Bible, Esther, which is coming up this Friday, the 26th is Purim. And I really believe we are going to see the most incredible events in human history, even proceeding now, taking place coming up very, very soon. After Purim leads into Passover and there's just March is going to be wild, wild, but in the best way. And here's how, you know, if it, you feel the energy of that, it's going to be wild in the best way is if you have processed your fear and released your fear, received the infinite and unconditional love of God, which is available right now. Then when all these events happen, you're watching and observing from a place of holding space for others who are in fear 
you won't be in the fear itself. And Passover is an incredible, um, an incredible holiday. I mean, it's the story that the spirit of death, God sent the spirit of death into actually the Israelites first and then went into Egypt. And whoever didn't have the blood on the doorposts, on the top and on the sides, um, spirit of death took out the firstborn children of that home and that dwelling. And there were some Israelites who didn't, but the majority of the Egyptians didn't. It's a, it's, in a, it's a wild story. It's a wild story. And yet it's an incredibly powerful story. And what it tells us is that when we step out in faith, when we overcome the fear, I mean, if someone said, hey, put, put blood on your door or something bad's going to happen, or God said, put blood on your door, you'd probably be like, what? Perhaps. Or if you're at the place where like this existence, living this life is just one big creative show that we get to enjoy. Like, sure. Why not? Like I'll put it on, see what happens. And then when you see the results historically of that story, um, you probably will take more advantage of uh, stepping out in faith more often. I hope that makes sense. It's just uh, we make things so serious, I guess is what I'm saying. We make things so serious versus just enjoying and stepping out in faith and exploring the creation that we are in right now. So Passover is coming and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. There's a lot of things happening politically, astrologically, energetically, um, Timelines are all fascinating. I was talking to Aaron Scotty the other day on a live that we were doing um, in Facebook. And this is what he, he said. Morning is a play on words like morning, M-O-U-R-I-N-G, and then M-O-R-I-N-G. And why do we say good morning? Because it actually is good to mourn because you reflect on time and you honor those who have actually been before. So in Judaism, you sit Shiva for seven days and it's a reflection of the life that has passed and has lived. But the Bible says that the evening and the morning were the first day, not the morning and the evening were the first day, which is fascinating. And I started talking about this with him and I thought, wow, even ing, even ing balance. So how God created Genesis to be is that the day begins in balance. It just happens to start at night, but he doesn't call it the night and the day were the first or the night and the morning were the first day. It says the evening and the morning were the first day. So even in balance begins the day. Then morning, you could use the play in words, M-O-U-R-I-N-G, but what is morning? Contemplative reflection on what has been. So if you flip those and you started the day at morning and then ended the day at evening, think of how rushed we feel when we wake up. There's never enough sleep, never enough time. Everything is based on get up and go. But if we started the day in energetically, and I'm not saying you start working at night, I'm saying energetically, we come into balance. The day begins in evening, sundown to sundown not sunrise to sunrise or the middle of the night is what they have it. 
So time has been adjusted. So if you started your day in balance and ended your day in reflection, how powerful would that be? How powerful would it be for all of us? And I'm not saying you have to <laughs> be Jewish and, and uh, join Judaism to live that life. It's just beautiful truths that we can all take from that. So times are being shifted, energies, planets, everything is being shaken and it must be shaken because those things that are connected to the tree of life will remain. Those things that are not connected to the tree of life will return back to the earth, go through the process of regeneration. And eventually the roots of the tree of life will pull from the nutrients of the earth back into the tree. And that is a beautiful concept and there's just a lot to look forward to coming up. So short podcast today, just to um, check in. I hope you're finding joy and expansiveness during this time because you get to have fun with it. Turn the news off. Turn the news off. Find a book that would be outside the realm of your energetic flow where you're at right now. So if you're in the Christian path, find a Jewish safer, find a book of mindfulness in, in Buddhism. Uh, if you're, you know, wherever you're at energetically, if you're in this new age path, grab a Bible and read the Bible, grab a King James Bible and start reading that wherever you are, grab something different than what you're accustomed to so that you can broaden your perspective. You can broaden your language set. You can broaden your understanding of another person. And the more we broaden our perspective and broaden our language set, the more we can connect with other people, stand in solidarity with humanity and be an invitation for the change that we want to see in this world. And it's a beautiful, beautiful process that we're all going through right now. So fear not, fear not at all. Release any fear that you have, receive love. And what else do I want to share before I pop off? Everything that is, um, everything that has been held up by the matrix as virtuous, we may all find out very soon that it is anything but. For instance, or what I mean by that is in order to be held up in the matrix as a virtuous person or one to be seen and followed, there may have been prices to be paid or prices that were paid in order to get there. So don't worry about how many people are following you or impacted by you or just be the change that you want to see in this world. And energetically, you have no idea how big you really are because you're still in the matrix. But I think there are many energetic giants who seem like average everyday people, but in the spirit realm are massive giants for the good. I mean, this is just massive presence. And there are those in the matrix that seem like massive giants that are just little tiny babies spiritually 
Um, so I don't know. It's just a thought I've been having lately of what if the matrix cloaks a lot of the truth of the energetic field that would be interesting as well. Anyway, just keep going on your path. I'm constantly reading, reflecting, studying. I'm reading a whole bunch of books right now. Book on Hermetics um, by Hermes, the Kabbalion. Um, what else am I reading? Jocko Willink's book. I just got uh, Life of a Guru. Um, just a whole bunch of books I'm reading right now. And it's fun. And I look at all information as neutral. And what resonates with me, what helps me breathe more deeply, then I take it. And if it doesn't, then I leave it. But it's a really beautiful path to continue to read outside the what I'm told is acceptable. And whenever someone says, this is what you, you know, you have to read this and believe this, I would question what they're reading. It's like the news. You don't know what these people have in their library at home. You don't know how educated they are. They're just really good at reading teleprompter. And they are because it's not easy. Believe me. In fact, I remember my very first time reading teleprompter in the news. So the script's going well, the very first, I had no training. There's all right, here we go. You know, you're on there and I'm reading the teleprompter. I'll see if I can find this. I might have this somewhere. Um, and there are commands for the director, the news, uh, the director is running the show and the reporter or the anchor. So, you know, what's happening. So, I'm reading the story about um, <laughs> the metro buses and I'm in a small market and I read, I I'm like, you know, Benton County um, Metro Transit or what it, whatever it was is running new buses today. Stop full screen, take two, and they will continue to <laughs> read. So I read the commands. Oh my gosh. My point is, they are really good at reading teleprompter on the air, but if you don't know what they're reading outside of their job, don't put your full trust in them. I, I always say, if you don't know someone's browser history, how are you going to put their full trust in them? Even me, like go read for yourself. Everything I'm saying, you can validate, verify, study. It's not about like you have to agree with me. I'm just sharing my perspective because at the end of the day, for me, it's about helping people heal. So they're not triggered by anything. I can help you heal. You get to heal. If you're not working with me, work with someone or do the work yourself. So you're not triggered by anything. Something happens. Someone says something. All information is neutral. I'm telling you, there is no charged information. Even if someone's like, and just starts ripping on you. Um, spit out of my mouth a little. But uh, <laughs> if they start ripping on you, that you can stay in a neutral place because it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. But how you respond has everything to do with you. And that's what I'm talking about. Sovereignty it's also looking at information as neutral. It's you get to explore and something fascinating. <laughs> I was talking to a buddy the other night. So Bible versions, I'm, I'm big on Bible versions because you change a little word and it changes the whole meaning. Like you, you just go off half a degree with your rudder on a ship and you're going to go to a different hemisphere eventually. So a little thing can make a big difference. And the King James Bible says in John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And every Bible from 1881 onward says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. So you have to, I'm giving you, those are, that is a fact. No, no energy towards that. Just a fact. King James Bible says, by me, 
All other Bibles say through me. Now you get to look at both of those and say, okay, I'm told the only way is through Jesus. But Jesus said the only way is by me. So I'd rather take his words than the words of modern day. In 1881 was the beginning of the progressive era, which is the beginning of the deep state control. In 1871, Ulysses S. Grant had to take money from the central bankers in the United States because the United States was bankrupt from the Civil War. I mean, there everything goes woo, it goes sideways really quickly. Um, so 1880s began a movement, which is really what the Book of Revelation talks about, the Laodicean church. It's the end of the Church of Philadelphia, which is the only church out of the seven churches in Revelation that Jesus didn't have anything against. Interesting that our country, the first capital was Philadelphia. There are no accidents. There are no accidents whatsoever. We're living in the most incredible times, but you have to see it and detach to actually see how incredible things are right now. My point is you have to say by or through, you have to figure out is, are you to emulate Jesus and you go to the father, go to God. And you, we think of God and father in this context because masculine gives and feminine receives. So of course God will receive everything you give to God, give to it. And you can also say, God gives me everything. He gives me. So you can go to God yourself and model or follow the model that Jesus gave for us. If you don't, you have to submit your sovereignty to this narrative and it tilts us all. But he says, I don't call you servant. I call you friend. I call you a brother. So it stands everyone back up, which is interesting, I think, in Revelation 1.6 in the King James Bible. It says, and he has made us kings and priests unto God, his father. Oh, so kings and priests, everyone's sovereign in the, in the true teaching of Jesus, Christ consciousness, sovereignty, going back to source, going back to God, going back to the origin of love, releasing fear, receiving love and walking in sovereignty. Now the matrix system doesn't want you to walk in sovereignty. The matrix system wants you to be slave, subservient. And it doesn't matter. The matrix is found in the new age, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, Buddhism, Hinduism, agnosticism, atheism. It is found in everything and anything. It, it is up to the sovereign individual to read and study and learn and find the contrast to say, interesting. You might talk about unconditional love, but you talk about unconditional love through the means of fear and condition. Therefore, it invalidates your narrative. I'm going to find those who simply just talk about unconditional love and embody it. And there are so many from every path. There's not a path. You can't say, well, this is the path. That's why I've said on a podcast before, the Mandalorian show, which is fascinating that it got inserted into the narrative of 2020, keeps repeating, this is the way. There is no the way. There is your understanding of a way. A way that many may find, but it is not the way. Because the way implies the place that the person acknowledging the way is at. But someone on the other side of the world who has no context, no concept, no understanding, no language set, no ideology, no 
theology, no doctrine, no medical philosophy, no political philosophy, no nothing, no construct of where you are saying the way they can't understand it. So you have to either say that God invalidates that person or it's not the way it's a way. So these are my thoughts today. I think there's just a little bit more random uh, musings perhaps. Um, but I love y'all. I mean, I really do. I really do. I love humanity. I love humanity. I want to see humanity stand in sovereignty. And one last thing, one last thing that's coming through. Truth must be your heart's cry. Not must be as um, the way. Must be as freedom and sovereignty. Truth makes us free, all of us. And I will follow the truth wherever it leads, even if it takes turning on everything. Because the truth matters that much. And the Bible talks about the light entered the world and many rejected it. They hated the light. They love the darkness more than the light. People love lies more than truth because it validates where they are and they don't have to change. So people co keep going into to churches that just validate their own living as opposed to asking questions and digging into truth and sitting in knowledge and understanding and, and breaking down constructually the whole ideological paradigm that people bring can you imagine if everyone would just sat and asked questions and got the Socratic method going again, which is what the 17th letter of the alphabet online did, if you know what I'm saying, and ask questions and ask questions again, who, what, when, where, why, so what, how, seven questions that make up a story, who, what, when, where, why, so what, and how, seven being the perfect number of completion, 17 being beginning through end. 17 also being Esther, 17 also being Purim, which we're entering, 17 also being Q, the letter in the alphabet. Very interesting. A lot of things happening right now. And the media and religion and all these the waysayers are saying, don't look over there, stay with us. And I think more people than not are saying, what else is out there? Is this all there is? Do you want to just believe the news for the rest of your life? Believe the religious teachings and your educational teachings and that be it for the rest of your life? Then what else is the point of living? Oh, family. But then you put family, you put obligations on family to live the life that you could not live yourself. And it creates this bondage and the generational curses get passed over and over and over and over and over. Or do we want to say enough of this hedging I am free. Wherever I am, there is love. And I cannot be separated from love. And God cannot not love me. Therefore, I will read all things, learn all things, see all things for the betterment and liberation of myself and others. And this is what's happening. This is where we are right now in human history. And it is incredibly exciting. It excites me. It excites me. I've read, <laughs> I said something. I was talking to some friends the other night. They came over for dinner. And I said, you know, I read the satanic Bible in 2020. And they said, well, didn't that scare you? Or did you pray over it? Did you ask God? To, and I said, no, 
mean, I understood what she was saying because I used to think that as well. But then I said, perfect love casts out fear. And I'm walking in perfect love. I'm not afraid of any content. And I've seen horrific, horrific things that are just terrible. And I've shared with some people and it made them, my one person very close to me, they started crying. There's a lot of stuff out there. But once you see it, at least you know, so you're not deceived the next time because it could be them today. It could be you tomorrow. So truth is incredibly important. That's why Joseph Goebbels, Adolf Hitler's best friend, and Joseph Goebbels and Adolf Hitler were World War I veterans together, and they were both in prison together. Joseph Goebbels' title was the Minister of Propaganda and Public Enlightenment. Think of that, propaganda and public enlightenment. There are many that profess enlightenment because they've been listening to propaganda. And there are many who are aware and awake because they see the propaganda and the narrative of enlightenment usually go hand in hand. And I gave a, te- I gave a keynote a few years ago. There would be no Adolf Hitler without Joseph Goebbels because he who controls the narrative controls the people. That's why if you're not seeking new information how can you claim to be free? I read the Bible. You know, you've heard me say it a million times on this podcast. I've read it seven times cover to cover in 14 years, but that's in addition to, I read the, the I read Psalms and Proverbs every single day or multiple parts of the Bible all the time. In addition to chronologically reading it, Genesis to Revelation, Genesis to Revelation, I finished it seven times in 14 years. How many more times did I have to read it? I know what it says now. I mean, okay. And is that what we're just reciting information? You stay in third grade your whole life because third grade information was the pinnacle for a kindergartner, first and second grader? No, that's that's asinine. It's ridiculous. Even in Judaism, they have Torah, the Mishnah Torah, the Talmud, uh, the Gemara, or the, the Mishnah Torah and Gemara, and then the Talmud, the commentary on those. And then it goes into the Kabbalah books. And And there is a process of order of understanding and information. And even when you find all the knowledge of the world, if it's even possible, and does that even matter? You're still, that's not the point of even being here. It's the point of understanding that it's all about receiving the love of God, which gives me chills even thinking about. So the more information that we have access to should help us expand our capacity to receive more love because we understand just how much more love is out there. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So thank you, brothers and sisters. I bless you all. I love you all. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.